This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Ted Henderson, a risk advisor and commercial insurance expert with InSource Insurance Agency. Ted, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Are you a Top Gun fan? Uh, I am, definitely. Who's your, who's your favorite character? Uh, let's be real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who do we think his yeah. favorite character the, is? Rooster? Roost? Rooster? Rooster? The one with the mustache? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one with the mustache. Miles Teller? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I tell you, he was really great in that movie, <laughs> I was. thought. He did a great job. I, I, I can't even imagine. The, the guy who played the, not really the bad guy, but the really cocky guy in mm-hmm. there. I can't remember his name. Iceman? No, uh-uh. it's from the first one. That's uh, from the first. Can't remember either. Oh, the second one. Yeah, the second one. But anyway, he, he actually applied for that role. He he tried to get it, but he wasn't picked for it. They did a good job picking Miles. Taylor they really for that did. Role. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know why that just came to mind. I just thought about <laughs> it was probably the mustache. <laughs> it was probably. <laughs> Speaking on that though, I've gotten many comparisons. Top Gun, you know, uh, Ted Lasso. But my favorite uh-huh. one, hands down, I've only gotten it once. Is Chick Hicks the green car from Cars with the <laughs> with the grill mm. mustache? Mm. Oh, I don't know what you're not ringing about. a bell. No, oh I have to look gosh, it up though. You'll see exactly. it and you'll and you'll think it's perfect. It's that the best comparison funny. I've I've gotten hands down. All right. Nice. We're also going to talk with Alexander McGaw, a tax op- optimization expert with Better Benefits for Texas. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You bet. In the studio with us today is Heather Bame, a certified business coach that works with businesses to and business owners to gain clarity in business and achieve their goals. Heather, welcome back to the show. Always happy to be here. And I'm your host, Mark Eminger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring administrative and social media experts from the Philippines. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. We've got blogs, we've got podcasts, we've got social media content, we've got everything up there. So... If you're a fan, go check it out. If you're not a fan, well, become a fan. We'll just work on that. <laughs> and if you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and would like to have your company featured on this show, visit our website at satalkradio.com or call our office at 210-960-8210. That's 210-960-8210. And we're over right around that 100,000 views a month mark on social media. So, Ooh, wow. And, I mean, I meet regularly with the team trying to get them to promote, 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 and be creative in the way that we promote everything. So I'm excited to see how that goes. What's great is we've started having a lot more guests, too. We're booked out until, what, October now? Yeah. Man, yeah, busy. Busy. yeah, I finally got the little blue check mark for Instagram. Oh, nice. so now <laughs> I'm all official. I don't know what that means, but uh, I guess that it means, means you're something. verified now. I'm yeah. verified, <laughs> yes. It's like TSA verified, right? Where you can skip the line. Yeah, skip the line. I'm one of the special <laughs> people. Yeah, $85, five years verified, done. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, speaking of social media, have you guys seen this? Uh, the lady on TikTok, the whole Wingstop girl, mm, have you guys seen the clips on that? Mm-hmm. Damn. I, I think the fact 10 that. Hours and I just want Wingstop. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Man, it's, that's it's, that's a new definition of hangry. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I think well, I felt her like in that energy when I watched that. I was like, I've been there. I mean, nobody filmed me, but I've definitely been that hangry and like just get me to food. I like that they captioned it because I was like, she called the one girl a squid. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Does anybody know what that means? Couldn't tell you. You guys would probably oh, yeah. know better than no. me. No. Yeah. Squid. I'm not, I don't, I'm not in, as in tune as I should be. Yeah. yeah. I got I lost. With the lingo, the Gen Z lingo. Right. 
I hope it's not dirty, right? Maybe now. it's just yeah. a nickname. They made a song about it. They made a song yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, okay, that's okay. what we're just talking that about. One. Okay. Yeah, she's on that rhythm. You know, I worked 10. It's, it, there's a beat to it, right? Yeah. She's so like putting her order in. <laughs> and then yeah. everybody's just uh, playing music. But I mean, it's gone so viral. I'm sure at this point, Wingstop will start paying. I don't know. Will they start paying her or something? But it's there's the, the opportunity for it. Free yeah. press. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, such thing press. as bad publicity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, so uh, Alex, you got some big deals that are coming down too. Before we kind of get into all our discussion, what's what's happening? Yeah, yeah. So um, got two deals um, closing down with uh, some businesses. Uh, one actually was um, referred to me, um, and then we ended up actually uh, meeting up and talking. And um, he's it's actually Larry with Gleam Team. Nice. I don't know if he's been on the show oh. yet. Oh, yeah. we know but, Larry. Yeah, <laughs> Larry's Larry. super cool. Um, Busy guy. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, he he was I got introdu- I got introduced to him uh, through a um, through like a networking event and so we actually connected. It was super like just really organic. So mm-hmm. we hit it off very well. And then um, also another one I stopped by a couple of businesses. Um, that one is uh, Comcorco, and that one is a um, they actually do like the, the floor laminate, so like for commercial. So um, I think Larry has about twenty employees that I'm working with. And then um, Concorico has uh, 12, but they all speak Spanish. They're all from Puerto Rico. So, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit uh, – I know a little bit of Spanish. Oh, yeah, Entiendo un poco de español. So, I mean, I'm, I <laughs> can Sounds try pretty and, suave. Hey, I'm from here. Anybody <laughs> listening needs to go on the video and watch him, like, roll with that little <laughs> – Yeah, so um, – but both I'm, I'm super excited about um, only because um, – my biggest thing is if I can be able to help them, help their employees, employees happy, it's all, it's all win, win, win. So yeah, for everybody. So I think that speaks to the power of networking. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Ted, so you network a lot. I know you're out there almost constantly meeting with people and meeting with groups of people. Um, so how's that going for you? It's going good. It's going really good. Um, it's definitely not my, you know, my only f- like prior or focus when it comes to prospecting and bringing in new business, but it's definitely an amazing avenue. Um, and I've had some good relationships come out of networking. Like Alex and I met at a networking event. Uh, we've been able to pass a little bit of business back and forth, actually. Nice. Um, and something that I've been practicing recently that I think both of y'all have put me on is just putting two people in a group chat together and introducing yes. them. I mean, that has done wonders. You put two people in a group chat, introduce each other, and then you send both of their contacts in there separately so they can go in and save it. And then at that point, they're talking on their own. You've introduced them. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of taking it to email or anything, it's just very straightforward. I feel like um, email is where introductions kind of go to die at this point. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to CC you. And then it just gets lost in the shuffle. It gets buried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a group text, it's just more, it becomes more organic, more like personal. So mm-hmm. um, that's what I like to do is like, hey, put me in that little circle right there because then it's immediate. And then it's like, then you see it and, you know, they everybody sees it. So it, it becomes just more connected in general. And so for me, I I love that because it just ends up having that more, um, I guess, like personal connection in, in my eyes. Yeah, so one of the projects I'm working on is uh, when my team connects with people, we track everything, but I'm creating videos, right? And then I start with a blank sheet of paper up front like this, and it's got your name on it, like, hey, Ted, right? Uh, but it does, it's blank. The special effects crew comes up afterwards and puts a different name on it. But that's the thumbnail you see. And then when I send these out through 
LinkedIn messaging, Instagram messaging, Facebook messaging, all that. We, we make connections, right? We don't spam them, but we, we send them over as appropriate. But then it's like we start a conversation. And I already got a hit on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was it, it, we just started it. And it's like, oh, I'm interested. So it just starts that conversation for the team, but it feels very personal. So it's just another way of getting that message out there in a way that nobody else is. Well, very few people are doing it. So being creative on that side super important i think it's important too because the bigger your business gets and i know i experienced this in real estate i would work with like insurance agents and people that i never met in person i didn't know what their faces looked like i just Mm. got introduced because they they had built a reputation right they were the person to work with i got referred to them by more experienced agents and so i was just like cool i need somebody and everything was via email And it just adds that extra layer if as your business grows, you've got that way to get in front of them, even if you can't physically be in front of them. Because I'm sure as your business grows, I mean, it's going to be harder to run across town and sit down and have an hour-long coffee with every single client that you work with. I mean, as the business grows, so does your time commitment, unless you've leveraged it out to a team of VAs like Mark offers. Yeah, that's how I get stuff. I had a meeting this morning. I had 21 of us on the meeting. And, and that's just, I started with one back in August, right? Oh, well. And I had two that were actually not there because they they come to the 4 p.m. meeting because they work a little bit later shift. But, yeah, it's it's all about, we're going to talk about that later today, mm-hmm. but it's all about leverage, man. And when you, when you can plan it and you can execute on it, it's amazing. All right, so first up on the show is going to be Ted Henderson, a risk advisor and commercial insurance expert with InSource Insurance Agency. So, Ted, welcome to the show. Excited to have you here. Thank you guys for having me. Been very excited for this. Awesome. So, how did you get involved with the insurance business? What did it fall into your lap? Did you like? Were you drawing pictures as a kid? This is what the direction you <laughs> want to go, be in the or what? <laughs> so, I think that I'll resonate with the whole industry in saying that uh, no one really plans on getting into insurance. No one really wakes up one day and says, uh, and, and then they say, you know, I want to be an insurance agent, or I want to be an adjuster, or an underwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the joke in the business is that you end up in it on accident. And as of right now, I have not met anyone who can top my story as to how I got in the business. <laughs> All right, so tell, tell your story, story then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah, a little yeah, cocky, right? Yeah, no, yeah. A little like rooster. I don't know. What's the deal? It's, it's the mustache. That's just how it is. I mean, plain and simple, haven't had someone tell me a, a more accidental story. So I was going to UTSA. I graduated peak of the pandemic, August 2020, um, lived in a house with some buddies, uh, went to go look at a three bedroom with those buddies, actually was about to get into a one bed. Um, I was set to go work for uh, an AC company here in San Antonio to learn the business, to go work for my dad in Corpus, uh, working with his AC company. Um, decided I wanted to stay in San Antonio, work for a bigger company, learn how a bigger player does it in a market like San Antonio. And um, I ended up going and moving into this three bedroom apartment with some buddies. And I set up a renter's policy with a farmer's agent and took care of me in probably about 20 minutes over the phone, got my policy issued. And at the end of it, he asked me if I had any questions. I told him, yeah, actually, what's your job? I wanna apply for it. I like what you're doing. I think I'd do good at it. Uh, he said he was an agency owner for uh, an agency that was downtown and he that he could use some staff. Or I actually asked him, are you hiring? And he said, yes, I could use some staff. And that was a Tuesday. I interviewed Friday and I started Monday. Um, the rest nice. is history. And then that week, that first week working there, that agency, I realized uh, that this is what I want to do. I, I'd love to be on the agency side of things, have it be personal or commercial. Uh, managing a book of business seemed very appealing. So, 
what is it that you love about it that much? What really kind of fires you up there? So on the day-to-day aspect, it's the people. You're just helping people out. You're talking to people. You're reassuring them that they are taken care of, whether it be uh, coverage or, you know, billing, whatever it may be, service. Uh, you know, you every day you're constantly just working with people. And realistically, with whatever you're doing, it's all people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this in such a – I mean, we're talking about a contractual agreement between a policyholder and a carrier – uh, in the midst of all that, if you can bring joy to a person's day and if you can make it as pleasant and as seamless as possible to them, then that's where I grant or get my value from. That's where I get my joy from doing it. Um, it's just uh, talking to people, making sure that they're taken care of. Now, on the um, long-term aspect of it, the idea of recurring revenue, that's what hooked me. That's what re- that's what made me realize the first week, this is what I want to do. I want to have a book of business and I want uh, to have a good client base and I want to take good care of them, uh, for as long as I'm doing this, which as it looks right now will be a good long while. I don't see myself doing anything else. Now in the, especially the commercial insurance world, one thing that you don't hear synonymous with that industry is joy, um, (laughs) (laughs) especially right now. So what's, uh, what's an example of, of you having a great experience with a client in the commercial insurance world? Sure. Um, so trying to think of like one specific moment, maybe a little tough, but just day to day, like talking to uh, a client about their, you know, billing process or their renewal coming up, um, just asking them how their day was, asking them, you know, about their kids, keeping tabs on who they are and who their family is and, you know, what they like to do in their personal life. Uh, it basically adding that much more of a personal touch to it, uh, Mm -hmm. to where, you know, I have a good relationship with those people. And so you're um, making that connection. It's a connection. Exactly. Right. Just like knowing, you know, like, oh, uh, like your kids are doing this and that, like, how's that going and and stuff like that. Oh, how was your birthday? uh, You know, a couple weeks ago, Um, stuff like that. Really ultimately asking them how their day was, what what they did last weekend, uh, stuff like that. Just making it as pleasant as possible to people. That's a customer service oriented heart that you have. And when you couple that with sales, you can be successful in just about anything Mm -hmm. because people are hungry for that nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's like they want to talk to people and do business with people that care about them or at least show a genuine interest, not a feigned interest, but a genuine interest. That that reminds me of the line of um, nobody cares what you have to say until they know how much you care. So like Mm -hmm. being able to have that um, caring human um, element to it, that's that's very powerful. Definitely. And especially with recurring, a book of business just becomes that book of relationships. I mean, obviously the numbers, the billing is important, but people want to work with people who they know, like, and trust. And if you've got that relationship with them and you're able to provide an excellent service as well, I mean, that's going to last you forever. So how is the insurance industry going right now for you? Uh, For me, it's going pretty well. Um, I've Got my book built up a, a good amount. Um, things are good. I'm looking to continue building it here in the next few months. Um, the insurance industry as a whole, though, is actually very hard and taking mm-hmm. a big hit right now. Um, a lot of carriers on the personal and the commercial side are getting out of certain areas. Um, farmers just got out of Florida entirely. Uh, farmers and State Farm just got out of California entirely as I well. Heard about that. We're in what's called a hard market. Um, it's the first real hard market that we've seen in the last 20 years. Yeah, but actually. it's hard for California because California <laughs> is screwy. You know what I mean? It's, they got bad policies, bad 
government over there, so they make it difficult for people to do business there. They've also got that's f- not a Texas problem; that's a California problem. They've also got forest fires too. That's a that's an indicator. Well, I've, that, I've that's seen like the something. thing. But that's a policy issue. They don't clean out their underbrush, so they're just asking for it, right? I and mean, that's my opinion. I don't. I, I was born in California, so I care about California. Love beautiful state, but their taxation is crazy, and they don't take care of their forests. It mm. is a little scurry. You're right, definitely. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's a hard market, and I mean. I don't even think that's an if. It is a hard market. So what are things that people should be looking out for? Because it sounds like having that relationship with your insurance adjuster is important. Why is that important? So, um, or not your adjuster, but... Your agent, yeah, right? Agent. Um, well, it's good to have a good relationship with your an agent just so that you're up to date with what's going on and so mm-hmm. that you know exactly you know what to keep an eye out for, things to take uh, greater precaution towards. Um, but just to give an idea as to what's happening right now, uh, commercial auto and commercial property are heavily hit right now. Commercial property, we're seeing renewals anywhere from 50 to 80 to 100, 120% premium increases year over year. Wow. Uh, carriers got hit really, really hard last year, and they're playing catch up. People think insurance is a scam and that these carriers are just rolling in cash. That is not the case. You give a carrier one year in addition to bad decisions by leadership to go into a certain region to get extremely aggressive towards a certain line of business in a certain industry, that could turn the carrier belly up very easily, mm-hmm. um, surprisingly, actually. Um, but that's the case pretty much. And carriers, that's a fine line that they ride between profitable and not profitable. And so uh, commercial auto and commercial property have really, really hit carriers very hard this last year. It's not like I feel sorry for them or anything. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. it, it was their decision to get aggressive in certain areas and do certain things. Um, but yeah, like State Farm, for example, took a $13.6 billion underwriting loss last year. Mm. Uh, and that's across everything that they're doing. And wow. so, uh, commercial property, cost of materials, inflation, um, cost to rebuild that's gone through the roof, um, labor is hard to find. Uh, it's just been very hard. And then also like natural catastrophes have been increased a lot recently. Um, we've seen a lot more fires, a lot more, you know, crazy weather patterns. Um, I mean, we just had the hottest day ever recorded a few weeks ago, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Um, we were ever. hotter than 98% of the planet. San Antonio, I think it was the Sahara Desert and like one other area that I can't remember. We, Somewhere in those Arizona. three places okay. were hotter than 98% of the planet. Well, yeah. it was 72 degrees in my house, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm That's not what complaining. Matters. Mark yeah. got that CPS notification and was like, ignore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 72. Yeah, the other thing I want to touch on with commercial auto, I'm sure that we've seen the fours, Texas Lawhammer, Thomas mm-hmm. J. Henry, you know, to name a few. All ever advertised everywhere, left and right. All these billboards going up and oh, down yeah. 10, 1604. You just see them. I mean, there there's a market for it, and they are killing it right now, doing mm-hmm. what they're doing. Um, but you ever hear like, oh, have you been hit by a company truck or vehicle? Mm-hmm. It's because they want to tap into that million-dollar combined single limit commercial auto policy. Um, that's where the money is. They're not suing the business itself. They're suing the insurance carrier that covered them. Yeah. And so commercial auto, you're seeing – you know, really expensive auto insurance where 80, 85% of that premium is coming from the liability limit only, not the comp and collision, the, the, the damage to a vehicle. It's the liability is what's most expensive. And so that's why people are paying more than they've ever paid right now on commercial insurance, auto insurance, uh, is because litigation's through the roof. The social atmosphere right now and for litigation is just crazy high. Um, 
like for example, um, you've we've seen now these things called uh, pop up called third party litigation funds. These are funds designed to go out and support and fund cases that wouldn't otherwise have the good, serious financial backing and um, legal backing uh, like some you know uh, claimants would be able to have. Uh, but basically, third party litigation funds go in to fund a case to win it to then not only pay out to a claimant or a plaintiff, but to uh, their, their shareholders, their investors that are funding the litigation. And so you can look at it both ways. It's like, oh, these people that were underrepresented and underfunded now have that representation and that funding. But then on the other hand, you've sharks. got these people that are literally just litigation hungry sharks going after money in the name of uh, cashing into commercial auto limits and and liability limits and stuff. It's it's kind of sadistic. You can look at it both ways. Sure. Me, I'm on this side where I think it's a little bit far out there that something like that exists. But so like, unfortunately, as an agent, there's no way for you to like the world is litigious as it goes. So we can't really control insurance costs. That's just kind of a bigger picture. But does having a dedicated, knowledgeable agent affect the ability to get a payout from your insurance? Uh, by all means, actually. So uh, that's more of on a, not even a litigation side, but like a, like a, an insured filing a claim on something where they need to be made whole again. It's like they took the loss. They didn't cause the loss. They, they mm -hmm. took one. Like lightning hit the roof of a commercial building that they own. Exactly. Um, we've had instances, I've not personally been able to do this, but my colleagues, my mentors that have been in the business 20, 40 years, uh, it's almost like they you know, have an insurance policy sitting on their nightstand and it's like their bedtime reading. <laughs> they know these forms and coverages so well. Uh, they've had claims denied and then they've been able to go back to the carrier and say, no, 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 look at you know, section A, part B, semicolon here on this policy. From what this language reads, this should be covered. And they've had many claims reversed and covered and paid out uh, because of the knowledge that those agents have. And so I'm getting there, I'm waiting for the right opportunity to be able to do something similar. But Well, and um, it sounds like you've got the mentorship. So if you're not able to figure it out, you've got that knowledge back so that power. next time you will know what's mm -hmm. going to happen. And that's huge, having that mentorship. I do have a story similar to something along these lines. Um, I wrote the insurance for a roofer not mm -hmm. too long ago, or actually a while ago, probably over a year now. Uh, and whenever we provided it for him, you know, first year in business, first time buying insurance, um, there is a uh, there's an exclusion in the policy for roofers specifically that reads, if you are to not act in a reasonable way uh, in this event, in this circumstance, we will not cover you. And it's talking specifically about if you've got an open roof and it rain comes in, you got to tarp that thing up and you got to tie it down as soon as possible. And if you don't, it's denied. It's it's language that reads in the policy. And setting up this policy for him, we were we were able to thankfully, you know, allow him to digest that and to tell him very mm -hmm. strongly, you need to keep this in mind if you're doing it. You got an open roof and there's nasty weather rolling around, you got to be able to tarp that thing up and tie it down. And the same exact thing happened where they were working on a roof they weren't aware of the weather that was rolling in. And then before they knew it, you know, monsoon popped up practically. And mm -hmm. so they tarped that thing up, they tied it down, but unfortunately they're, the homeowner still incurred some damage and stuff in their drywall. Uh, turned out to be like $12,000 in damages. Uh, he called me 
said he was was looking to file a claim. And again, I told him, hey, whenever you get on the phone with this claims representative and then ultimately an adjuster, you need to be very, very clear that you acted in this way. Um, I know you did. You told me you did. But you need to make sure that they understand that because this is a key part of your coverage and that you won't get paid out unless you acted in this way. And the claim was resolved within 30 days and they paid it out. And Sweet. so that was my moment where I was able to advise them properly. That's why it's good to have an agent on your side. So Sweet. it sounds like you can't control the insurance costs, but you can control who helps you get it. <laughs> and that's important. So that's if people right. want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Um, I am on LinkedIn. I have my email, my phone number. My email is ted.henderson at relationinsurance.com. My phone number is 210-851-8148. Um, and then also, yeah, reach out to me on any platform that, uh, that you find me on. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, where do you spend the most time? Physically? Uh, no, I mean like... <laughs> or like online. Let's not make this weird. Yeah, Texas. Like, so, uh, like, where's your online presence? Where is it the biggest? Uh, most consistently LinkedIn. You know, I'm on Instagram and Facebook socially. I don't really post a whole lot of stuff there. I've got the quarterly, semi-annually Instagram post, uh, and then the annual to biannual um Facebook posts to update family and friends from back home. And if you want um, to work on your golf swing, he's got a TikTok. That's right. Yeah, I post. All, <laughs> so my TikTok, that's a library for myself. I do not post that for other people. I do get some likes and comments here and there, but that is for me to reference my swing and my progression over the last two years since I started golfing. Um, and so um, the but consistently my, from an insurance standpoint, LinkedIn is my main stomping grounds. And I don't Makes post sense. consistently on there. I'm posting every few weeks to every month and a half. Um, I have, a, as of right now, at least my um, observation and, and my whole thing is quality over quantity. And so I'm not really posting every single week, every two weeks on the dot. It's just whenever something interesting comes up that I can post on, I will. And I'm going to post something that's going to get a lot of attention and it's going to really hook readers um, and uh, get their attention that way. And so That's how it's supposed to work. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Ted. I appreciate you coming in, man. Mm -hmm. Of course. All right, next up on the show is Alexander McGaw, a tax optimization expert with Better Benefits for Texas. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You bet. Appreciate it. So how did you get involved in this type of business? All right, so funny enough, my story is actually very unique for getting to the insurance. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, used to do, um, I used to do life and health. I actually owned my own life and health agency, um, and I had did that for about two years. Well, I got blackballed uh, through my um, agency or through the um, through the marketing organization, and I just kind of got pushed out. Long story short, it it helped. Um, it was actually a really good story in the end um, where I'm at now. But um, started getting into this. I had a, a fellow agency owner. She was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go back into doing business to business. Do you want to come join this?" I said, "Sure. Well, I'll check it out. We'll see." I step into it and I'm like, okay, this is pretty, pretty neat. But I like, I needed more education, more like this was super like strict on like tax stuff and everything like that. And so I start playing around with it and I'm like, okay, this is really, this is really interesting. Um, I started going out there. Obviously, um, I'm a type of person that's just, you know, keep hammering, hammering, hammering until it breaks. Um, and um, I ended up getting my, you know, um, Pretty much a trial by fire. So went in. Uh, it was really hard, of course, doing it cold, um, basically business to business, so door to door. And it was like, okay, um, people are like, I don't know what's going on. 
I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about taxes. Are you are you the IRS? I was you know? actually going to ask you that. So, Alex, I think I said this to you when we first met. Can you tell us what a tax optimization expert is? But yeah. explain it to me like I'm five. Okay, cool. So I went on <laughs> ChatGPT. <laughs> so I, I went in and I was like, okay, how do I explain what I do so simply? Because first I started off as like cash flow consultant. And that was like what I was running with, right? But then that was still confusing. And so I do a lot that doesn't is not brought to the surface. This has been around since 1972, um, what, what I do. The problem is it doesn't get given to small businesses. Mm-hmm. So what I do, like if I was if you were five years old, me <laughs> No. Me lower payroll I'm taxes. Five, not three, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> I'm I in kindergarten. <laughs> okay. I lower payroll taxes and I increase employee benefits spending um, at no direct costs for companies. That's what I do. Okay. Um, it's very proprietary. It's very unique. Um, there's some people that have the first part of it. Some people do the second part of it, and some people do the third part of it. I do all three at one time. That's that's what I do. And how I got into it, I got invited, checking this out, and then I actually fell in love with it. It's really cool. I get to be able to help businesses, business owners, and their employees by not being able to – and also not being able to charge them too, which is super unique on its on itself. We charge them, but it's there's no direct cost. So mm-hmm. we take out our money from the savings. And no out-of-pocket. So you are closing two sales. Can you, in general terms, because we don't want to like – share personal information or anything. But what are some of the like examples of benefits those companies are getting that you're closing on? Yeah. So, um, through it all through a, um, on the basics of it is we actually go in, we implement a, um, which, well, my company, the, the brokerage of that we use is called safe Harbor and we end up using a wellness plan. So we actually use insurance write-off to get the company more insurance for their, for their, um, for their employees. Mm. So uh, we end up being able to go in there. We end up giving them uh, basically a free product. And what it does is it allows the actual employee to receive a, a lower taxes on their check as well. So we fall under Section 125. And what that does is it lowers their actual uh, payroll tax and their uh, the employee check. And we end up being able to use that savings to put it back into uh, we end up being able to get them supplemental accidental, supplemental disability, supplemental um, cancer plan, hospital indemnity, and also be able to give them um, something that helps them with the retirement too. So we end up being able to get them like an IUL, something that's going to be able to uh, plan for college, um, even if their own personal life insurance. And the crazy part is, is there's no direct cost to the employee or the mm-hmm. employer. So it's like almost like I'm making magic out of taxes. And I'm being able to give these these businesses um, something very beautiful that that helps them. Do you know what this reminds me of? Have you guys ever gone to McDonald's and ordered like a cheeseburger, a small Coke and a small fry and it's one price? But if you ordered the three dollar bundle, it's cheaper, but they're not going to tell you that it's cheaper unless you tell them you want the bundle. It's like the IRS is McDonald's. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you can get like you're going to pay for all this stuff. But if you just order it this way, 
you save money, but people don't even know about it. And I'm the hamburger, like giving out the free. Yeah, burgers. you're you're the guy at the check. Yeah. Like order the I bundle. Can see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can totally see that. Order the bundle. It'll help you out with it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, essentially, again, I'm I, I love I love to call myself Robin Hood, um, just because I'm able to take back from the government and give back to the businesses and their employees. So. What's an example of a you know a business maybe like. Not specifically, but sure. like a, a situation where an owner maybe was like, I don't really quite understand what you're talking about. And you're like, well, this is what it is. And then he saved money or she saved money on their business and improved benefits. Give me an example. Sure, yeah. And, and it's funny because I used to go in there and I used to be like, hey, uh, I'm going to be able to uh, go under section this, 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 this. And people were confused, yeah. right? And and I mm-hmm. I actually, it's funny because thankfully to y'all guys, I ended up being able to get that a little bit more simple. More, more, more. I broke it down a little more easier, and um, so for me going in, right again before I used to go into this tax savings, da da da. da. But now I go in and I'm like, hey, we're gonna lower 941 payroll taxes that you pay quarterly and improve improve your employee benefit spending by about 150 dollars per employee. So for example, we had one, they had, and this only works <coughs> for w, <laughs> W2 employees. Yeah, yeah. So if you have W2 employees, that's what we can be able to get the write-off on because they're paying taxes. But um, to go into that story, uh, they had 20 employees. Um, they're all W-2. We go in. You have to make a certain uh, range of money. Um, so we end up being able to see if you guys qualify or if the employees qualify. We go in. Uh, we ended up going in, and, and we got a, um, a census. So just like how a health insurance agent works, uh, a 401k rep, they need a census. I need a census. Uh, we end up going in, seeing, okay, all right, these employees qualify. These employees don't. And if they end up going into the wellness program, we actually are able to get about $500 uh, lowered on the uh, 941 payroll tax per employee every single year. So they had 12 employees. I think maybe like eight qualified or something like that. So we're able to save them about $4,000 per year on their payroll taxes nice. every single year. Fantastic. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, what could yeah. you do with $4,000? Advertising, uh, that's an actual <laughs> you know, piece of equipment. You know what I mean? And um, the upside to that, too, is now not only are you able to retain more employees, but you're also able to attract more employees. Better be- benefits. Because mm-hmm. you have better benefits. And so now you have, um, and just to kind of go a little bit more into detail, now you have a... Um, you have a, you have a employee that's able to have unlimited doctor visits over the phone, unlimited uh, mental health visits over the phone, RX discounts, uh, supplemental disability, supplemental accidental, supplemental um, um, uh, cancer plan, and and the neat thing is and and also a retirement plan. And so the neat thing is is for our supplemental benefits, we end up being able to have it on and off the job. So even if they're at home and something happens and it's dis- they go disabled they'll still pay out a disability claim. So that's just like the little nice little things. We'll, we'll go more into detail if you book with me. But, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, um, again, it's just being able to help your business, your employees, and be able to help you guys grow. Um, and the neat thing is, is we end up just seeing if you qualify at no direct cost, so which is which is even better than that. And real quick, you mentioned something. You said, thanks to you guys, I've made it more simple. What did Mark do for you that, that helped you with that realization? <laughs> Mark, Mark, he ended up, he, he basically broke it down um, a little bit more structure of like, hey, you know what, how are you getting more, 
how are you getting businesses to come to you? And so I had to really sit down and think about that. That was like a really uh, a big one that he ended up kind of like it was like a light bulb. I'm like, okay, how am I actually doing that? So that actually I, I wrote down and I sat down and I was like, okay, how do I, you know, end up being able to bring more employees or uh, businesses to me? The other thing, too, was I, so I got that down I, and I'm still strategizing that. But also the other thing, too, is like, how can you make it more simple? How can you make it more simple what you're doing? Because I think I've sat down with all of y'all, which is funny. <laughs> and it's like your guys are looking at me like, I don't know exactly what you do. So I'm like, OK, I need to figure out how to make it more simple. And it's funny because I met y'all guys and it was like I was like, I'm, I do cash flow you know, consulting and, you know, I help them with their cash flow. And it's like, that is not what the sell is that we're trying to be able to push mm-hmm. out there. Um, so, and for you, Heather, um, it was funny because, yeah, yeah we're going to put you on that pedestal for a little bit. <laughs> All right. We, you ended up actually telling, helping me break down and going more into depth about it is what, what is their pain point? What exactly is their pain point? So it's like, are they trying to hire more people? Are they trying to keep more people on board? Are they trying to be able to grow their money? And so, like, I remember, and I wrote that down, and I was like, okay, that's really solid. That's, like, really solid. So thank you for the coaching. Ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, we go. there it is, guys. You know, hey. Yeah, you, that you, clarity you. is super important. And, and it, it has to come, I think, mostly from outside source. Not in your circle, but outside that, because that way you'll listen and be challenged a bit. But we got to wrap it up on that. We're out of yeah. time. Uh, Alex, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Sure. Uh, I say uh, I have a LinkedIn, so it's under Alex McGaw. Um, and then also, if you guys want to text me, um, that's like the best way, just so you guys let me know who you are. Uh, my number is 210-430-9339. Please text me. That's like the best way. And that's how you reach me. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder to check out our latest podcast or catch video version of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us in this show. You guys have a great week. Thanks a lot for coming in. Thank you for having us. Thank you, guys. Thank you all.